0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Everybody knows that there's only one way to hunt geese in the wintertime, right? Well, wrong. On this episode, I'm going to give you several unconventional winter goose hunting techniques. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunters Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we are talking about unconventional winter goose hunting tactics. Now, guys, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are so-called purists, and they only hunt geese one way. And my experience, what I've come to understand, is the word purist is a purely selfish, self-centered, one-sided word. It really has nothing to do with what it sounds like. When people say they're a purist, all that means is that they do it one particular way and they expect everybody else to do it their way because that somehow validates their way and makes them feel better about themselves and really it plays to their pride. And it's absolutely shenanigans. The best way to hunt geese in the wintertime is the way that you enjoy doing it the most, assuming it's legal, and the way that you're able to take geese home and have the most fun possible. Now, you know, setting up a big decoy spread on the field or over water, that's pretty much the traditional way of doing it. And try to call in big groups and to do that you need dozens of decoys. Hundreds would be better. But where do you keep all those decoys? No, really, where are you storing hundreds of goose decoys? Now yeah, the shells, they can stack, but they still take up space. Yeah, the the flag-looking ones, those don't take up a whole lot of space, but you know, we're not talking about 5 or 6 of them or a dozen, we're talking about hundreds and the full bodies, the oversized, the floaters. We're talking about decoys that take up ridiculous amount of space. Well, if you're really invested, then you've got a decoy shed, which is basically a one or two car size shed that people would you know, normally put like lawnmowers and yard equipment in and stuff, but you've got them full of decoys. And you have spent thousands of dollars on decoys and your decoy shed. And of course, you need to have a big truck to haul all those decoys. And often people have a decoy trailer, which is they put all the decoys in the trailer and then they can haul that with their big pickup truck. And you know, you're talking about at the end of the day, you know, scores of thousands of dollars that are invested into making all this happen at any level of relative convenience. And that's just unrealistic for most people the vast majority of people, especially new hunters. Now, yeah, sometimes you get your decoys down there and you can leave them in the spot overnight or you can make several trips, but let's just throw all that out the window. I've done episodes on how do you hunt like that. You know how to do it. You get the basic idea anyway. The question for today is what are some other ways to do this? You know, wintertime hunting is a little different from the early season. Uh, early season hunting and even peak season hunting, you know, just a little bit different to the winter time. So I'm going to give you guys a couple of options here on what you can do if you don't want to mess with all that, or you don't have the budget or the space or the vehicles or anything to even attempt it. What can you do? But first, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you've not already done so, please head to the newhuntersguide.com. Check out the website and dozens and dozens and dozens of videos and podcast episodes on waterfowl hunting, same as on YouTube. And of course, if you've not already left a review with comment on iTunes, I would really appreciate it. It helps the show reach more people. But let's jump right into it here. Number one thing, geese are going to be drawn to open water so when it's cold the ponds freeze up the shallow water freezes up and you've got moving water that's that's what you're going to have streams creeks rivers in some places you might have part of a lake that's open where the inlet or the outlet is and so you need open water all right now of course those are not the only places where geese are going to be at but they're going to be the most predictable places that you as a new hunter with limited capabilities, limited equipment, limited resources are going to be able to find them the easiest. So in terms of what we're talking about today, we're going to talk about moving open water. And so that's where you want to look. Where is there going to be moving water or open water? I don't care if it's moving or not, if it's open. If there's a hot spring that's somehow making open water and it's totally stagnant, that's fine as long as it's open water. And of course, you can create open water. If you've got ice and it's shallow enough, you can get in there and break up the ice, get you some neoprene waders and an axe or a hammer or a, and a rake, and you can break ice. Maybe you can just stomp it broken. You can off. You can usually... Um, if you can break it into big chunks, it's nice to slide it under the ice shelf or just shovel it out or rake it out and create some open water. And then you can do a small decoy set up there. And by small, I mean less than a dozen decoys. You know, half a dozen can do the job. Then I mean, they could be floaters, they could be ones that's standing on the ice near the water. If you watch De geese in the wintertime, when it's real cold and everything's frozen up and you see them on the edges of open water, they're gonna be in the water and they're gonna be on the ice next to the water. That's, that is just a picture-perfect image of what geese are gonna be doing much of the time. So you get a half a dozen decoys and some open water and you can really do something. Now, of course, you know all of this comes with the caveat that there are geese in that area and there are likely to be geese flying around that area. And they've got a chance to see you. So you, you you always, scouting plays a part in everything. But I'm going to assume you have listened to the scouting episodes. And of course, you can go back and do that later if you haven't thus far. So you can break a little hole. Everybody wants to know, how big does the hole need to be? Well, there are different schools of thought. People have different opinions. Some people say, you know, as small as 10 feet will do. Some people say it's got to be at least 30 yards across. Everybody's got opinions. Now, how do you uh, weigh those opinions and figure out what's appropriate for you? Well, look at real geese and where real geese are. And how much open water does it take to draw real geese Drive around, look at some ponds, look at some streams. you know there's a lot of parks that they have uh, fountains or they've got things in the water to keep open water they've got drains in the middle of the lakes man-made stuff but drive around and look at those you know and you'll find oftentimes okay there's there's you know maybe 10 feet of open water around a spring or a drain or a fountain or something and the geese are there so, my rule of thumb is that 10 to 20 feet is, is enough. 10 to 20 feet of open water. You know, 10 foot circle, that can be enough. 20 foot circle, better. But 10, feet, 10 to 20 feet is sufficient for a small setup. You're trying to call birds in. Now, of course, temperature really matters here. If it is negative five degrees outside, I'm talking about Fahrenheit, and you break that that ice well it's going to freeze back up it'll freeze to your decoys it's not going to stay broken long all right that's really tough you know if you're hunting in those kind of temperatures breaking ice is not going to be an option for you of course you can break it and you can get it out of there not to say it's too hard to do what i'm saying is the water's just going to freeze right up before before you can do anything It's just, boom, going to be refrozen again. As soon as you get back in, as soon as you get in settled into your blind, it's going to be frozen over. The decoys are going to be frozen to it. So it can't be much below freezing for you to break open water. Now, if you've got some sun and that sun is going to bake that area and that can give you a couple degrees variance to keep the water open, keep the decoys from freezing over, however oftentimes you're hunting geese early in the morning before you've got high sun and it's able to do a whole lot. So, you know, if the temperature's too cold, this this one's not going to work. But if it's about freezing or just a little bit under freezing, or of course any over freezing, then this is absolutely a viable strategy. In a lot of places, you know, you might have a cold night, all right, it's in the 20s. The next day it's forecasted to be in the 40s. And that could be a great day to get in there and hunt like this. And of course, in the late season, geese don't just move at first light. They're moving throughout the morning, sometimes even throughout the day. So you don't have to rely on that one movement that they have when they wake up and they're going from one place to another and then they're done for the day. You're hiding, you're hunting maybe migrating birds, maybe resident birds maybe migrating birds who are resident for a couple weeks before they migrate some more. There's all sorts of different birds that you're hunting, but there's a lot more movement, there's more activity in the late season in general. You get more than just that, that half hour to an hour that you get in the early season sometimes of movement. So this can be a viable option. Another unconventional goose hunting strategy is jump hunting. And there's many ways to jump hunt I'm gonna break this down into a couple different options but if you have open water moving well moving or not but if you have open water often streams you know if it's if it's enough water for geese to swim in and and be cool and to get some distance from the shore you're gonna find geese you just will you might find big groups medium groups you might find pairs very often you'll find pairs. And so just the same as you might do for duck hunting, if you can set up a circuit of water that you can cover, that you can you know, cover distance and then you can get up to the edge of open water with good cover, maybe you've got elevated banks and you're able to get to the edge of the bank and peer over and you're within shooting range to see if anything's there. You wanna try to, to create a circuit where you can hit at several spots in one outing. And oftentimes, if you find spots where geese like to be, they will like to be there throughout the season and year after year in the late season. Now, early season, I have found this to not be the case. I know places in the early season where one year there's crawling with geese, next year there's not a goose for miles. It seems to be very different in the early season. But in the late season, there's not much water. The places are limited. And when geese are moving and they're migrating and they're coming in, what they're doing, and especially once their food sources, even for the residents, dry up, they're looking for certain types of habitat right? They're looking for certain areas. And you may not know what makes an area ideal habitat, especially as a new hunter. But if there are regularly geese there, that's probably why. This probably ideal habitat. They're flying over. They see a place that looks ideal. They get in close. It looks good. And then they come and they hang out there for a while. And so year after year, migrating birds are gonna stop in those kinds of places. Could be just the same bend in a creek. Why? Because there's some cover there, there's some food there. The water stays open, but it's not too deep. They can feed, they can rest. They've got cover maybe, they're safe from predators. It's just a good spot for geese to come year after year. And year after year, they will indeed come there. And so what you wanna do is develop strategies and find places where you can sneak up to water's edge or close to water's edge close enough to get a shot and then do that quietly and undercover all right so if you're you got to think about this now you're trying to sneak up on birds that are smart have relatively good hearing and are on guard Now, sometimes you've got geese that are just playing and splashing and having a good time, kind of like ducks will do, although I've not seen geese as much as ducks do this, but depends on where you are and what you've seen. And they can be more off guard, but in general, they tend to be pretty wary, so you need cover. Now, one thing I've noticed is that in daylight, you can oftentimes get closer to geese than you can get to ducks without them flying away. Geese are a little bigger, they're a little bolder, they're a little more brazen, and I've seen it where, okay, I snuck up to water, and the geese saw me, and they backpedaled and just nestled into the other shore. They didn't fly away, they didn't spook. And I backed out, came around to another direction where I could get closer to them, and they just sat there and looked at me. And I was able to get within about 40 yards, you know the water's about 40 yards across but you know the the water was between me and them and they didn't spook they just stood there looking at me they got a whole stream between me and them they know they can fly they're not quite as easily spooked as ducks and so sometimes you can use that to your advantage Uh, you can get in close you can do some things you couldn't do with ducks and it's it can be harder to jump hunt ducks in the late season there's less cover and they're so wary and everything's dry and crackly but with geese you have a little bit more opportunity some of the time and so if you can get in close enough you can get some shots now that may require a little bit different gun setup so if i'm gonna be goose hunting in the late season and i'm primarily jump hunting i might set my gun up differently all right I might set up more for turkey hunting than I am goose hunting, if you know what I mean. I might do a heavier choke, or a lot of choke, or even a real turkey choke, and then I might go out there with the tightest patterning loads that I can find, trying to get some extra long range. Now, if you're you're really going all in, you could use turkey ammo. You know, you could use some TSS number nine shot with a turkey choke, that's going to give you you know 60 yards of potential range or so Um, but those shells are expensive cheapest ones i've found are the boss toms number nines um, they work really good for turkeys and they are the most inexpensive tss rounds that i've seen however you know for a turkey season you're usually shooting one turkey a season you know, some places you can shoot more than one. And so you're taking one shot, two shots a year. So $10 a shot. You're saying, well, I I cost me $10 in ammo to hunt turkey this year. Well, that's palatable for me, but $10 per goose shot. Ooh, that's tougher. But sometimes people only get a couple of shots a year at geese and depending on where you live now some people are like man they take a limit of geese every time they go out that's great wish i lived where you did and a lot of people listening to this wish they lived where you did wish they had the spots that you had wish they had the gear that you had wish they had the skills that you have oftentimes that is not the case especially for new hunters and so for you to jump hunt geese and get up on them at 55 yards with a red dot on a shotgun using turkey loads that may be absolutely a preferable scenario for the hunter. If you're already a turkey hunter and you already have a setup, you're already sighted in, you know what you're going to do, and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm willing to take, you know, to spend that money per shot to take two or three geese a year, then hey, why not? Why not? You know, a goose is not a small bird. Geese can be pretty big. Um, not as big as, as a full size Turkey, but oftentimes, you know, you, you're not shooting the heaviest turkeys. You can easily have a goose that weighs more than a Turkey. All right. Cause not all turkeys are that big, but you know, full size to full size, you know, full size turkey is going to be bigger than a full size goose in general. If I'm talking about Easterns, especially, um, and Canada geese, but you know, you can get you can get tur you can get geese that are the size of small turkeys, and so you know to 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 take a shot of turkey ammo with that. For a lot of people, hey, that's not a problem. They're they're on board with that. They never thought of it before. I mean, they might only shoot two or three shots a season, and hey, to get a couple geese and have some fun and get out in the woods, and you've already got a setup and you're you've already got a scope or a red dot and you know your ranges. Then why not? Um, for others, you want to think about, okay, what kind, what other kind of ammo might be ideal for that kind of scenario? So you definitely, definitely, no compromise here. You need to use something heavier than steel if you're going to be shooting at 40 yards or further um, at ber- at geese on the water. Now, a lot of people say, well, hey, you're goose hunting, so you need to be using BB shot. No, no. Let me say it the third time. No. You want to shoot geese out of the air at regular range? Sure, BB shot, steel BB shot is fine. But for shooting geese on the water at max range, you're trying to get a head shot on a goose. All right, That's pretty much what you're trying to do. You're trying to shoot that goose in the head just like you'd shoot a turkey in the head. And so whether they're on the water or on the ground, you're trying to get a head shot on the goose. And so BB shot... You, you're throwing like 80, 90 pellets down range, depending on what you're shooting. And, and that by the time you get to 40 yards, that spread can be pretty big, especially if it's further than 40 yards. And it will be. Let me just tell you, if you don't know, it will be further than 40 yards because most hunters are not great judges of distance, especially new hunters. And then you got hunting all day, just saw bird-itis and it's at 60 yards you're like yeah i think that's about 40 and no it's just not going to work you're you're going to underestimate your range and overestimate your capabilities regularly so you steel bb shot is not an option steel shot is not a good option you definitely want at least bismuth um i would i would say you know of course You guys know I really like Boss Bismuth. It's good round, it's best balance of all the different things. But you want something, whatever it is, that'll give you a really tight pattern. So what I've found for my gun and my chokes is that Winchester Bismuth and even Kent Bismuth tend to pattern the tightest. I can get a 90% pattern at 40 yards with those. And so that's what I want. Probably number 4 shot at 40 yards, 90% pattern. That's going to let me punch out trying to get a head shot on a goose maybe as far as 50 yards. And so that's going to work really nice. Something else that could be a good option, the heavy shots, heavy 12s. Um, you know, I've not found heavy shot's bismuth to be all that effective. It, it seems subpar. Boss pretty much beats it in every way and is cheaper. And then, you know, Winchester and Kent's bismuth, they tend to perform better, at least in my gun. But heavy 12s, those are some nice loads. That's, you know, density of 12, which is denser than lead and a significantly denser than bismuth. Those can be effective. They make a number six shot heavy 12 that you can get out to 60 yards with a decent pattern. And so that, you know, not necessarily a good load for shooting at ducks in the air at regular range because you will, you will just obliterate them. There'll be nothing left to shoot or to eat. But birds on the water, particularly geese in the late season, you know, buy a box of heavy 12s. It's not going to be cheap. They're not cheap. I think last I saw them, they were like $75 for a box of 25. So you're looking at $3 a shell. And it's going to be different where you are, if you get them online or sales and deals and whatever. But $3 a shell is still way cheaper than TSS, you know, which is $10 a shell. So you got if you get a box of heavy 12 number 6s specifically for late season jump hunting, that box could last you a couple years right? Because the whole idea here is you're not shooting dozens of birds doing this. You're trying to shoot some birds. You're trying to have some fun. You're trying to put some goose on the table. You're trying to get out there and and get some experience and just have a good time. And hey, if you shoot a goose or two in a day, that's a good day. That's a great day. You know, don't let, don't judge your effectiveness and your The quality of your experience by the limit of what you are able to shoot in a given day. If your limit is six geese, that doesn't mean you have to shoot six geese to have a good day. Taking home a goose is a good day. I mean, you know, if you're dove hunting and you shoot a dove, well, at least you shot a dove. But a dove is really not even a meal. Whereas a goose will feed your family for a day or two or three. So, you know, that's a totally different deal, right? One goose, that's like taking a turkey any turkey hunter takes a turkey in a day they're ecstatic well how come goose hunters aren't ecstatic if they shoot a goose in a day well it's because people have unrealistic unrealistic expectations based on whatever the limit is in their state based on the setups that they see people hunting with on tv and they think they've got to shoot a limit to have a good day and a good time and that's just not the case so you get a, you know, get a box of Boss Bismuth or a box of Winchester Bismuth or a box of Heavy 12s or some, some TSS Turkey shot. Now people say, well, George, what about the, you know, the, the TSS waterfowl shot? Ah, uh, no, actually. I'm, I'm not leaning in favor of that. And here's why that's made to shoot birds in the air. It's made to disperse faster. Oftentimes you've got less payload. You've got more velocity and you've got they're they're not balanced for what you're trying to do, and that's shoot a bird on the ground in the head like a turkey. And they usually cost about the same as a turkey load. So you know, lead turkey loads would be better. Uh, you know, ideal, right? Winchester Long Beard XRs. That would be the king of goose hunting if you could use lead, but you can't. So. You know get you some tss turkey loads which are specifically made and fabricated for that purpose because you're shooting at a very small target a goose's head so you want as many pellets in the air as tight as they can possibly be to give you more range and the maximum chance to clean kill so you've got that now how do you recover these birds because you know winter time it's cold water is wet cold wet equals dangerous so what I like to do is I've got an inflatable boat, and just a, just a small inflatable rowboat, doesn't need to be any super duper kind. I think I have an Intex Seahawk II, which is a great, outstanding boat. It's actually a little too big and heavy. Um, I've got a big green duffel bag with shoulder, or with backpack straps that I can put it in and that I can pack it around in, and so, you know, I'll use that if the water is, you know, if you can't can't get out there in waders. Now, I judge water differently with waders in the wintertime than I do in the early season, right? If it's 20 degrees outside, you know, I don't want to go up any higher, any deeper than my waist in the water, especially we're talking about moving water, and so I really don't want to go into deep water. So I would rather use the inflatable boat with my breathable waders on just to keep me drier while I'm sitting in the boat in case you got splash over or you got to get out or whatever. But uh, I would rather not take any risks walking in deep water, especially because it's going to be moving, right? We're not usually talking about farm ponds with open water in January or February. We're talking about moving water, streams, creeks, rivers, whatever. So I would rather have a boat than go to risk going in water that's too deep because the deeper you go, the more that current affects you, the harder it is to keep your footing, on and on and on, and uh, all the dangers that go with that. Of course, kayak would be great, but you can't really drag a kayak through the woods. But you could get an inflatable kayak. And when you're looking at inflatable boats... You know, the smallest thing you can possibly get, the better. You know, I've got a little Intex, I think it's an Intex pump. Not the one that came with the inflatable boat, because those suck. But I got another one that, you know, every whether you push down or pull up, it's still blowing air. And you can pump this thing up real quick, jump in it, get out there, retrieve the birds. And so often what I will do is I will start downstream, and I'll just leave the boat there. And then I will hunt upstream. And so, if I shoot a bird, I'll just, that the water's got, I'll just go downstream, blow up my boat, and uh, more or less intercept it. That way, I don't have to carry this boat around everywhere. But whatever you gotta do, you gotta do. It's not heavy. I think it weighs 15 pounds and the, throw it in the backpack. And they make lighter stuff. There's much lighter stuff that's out there. Little rafts, something with a paddle that you can maneuver. And of course, you know, you test it, make sure it's safe and seaworthy but something like that is a good cheap flexible option um and you know of course if you can jump hunt in a field well you know same rules apply however that's usually harder to do for the new hunter so guys i hope these tactics are helpful for you head to the website newhuntersguide.com i would love to hear from you Let me know what you think. Also, please send me pictures. I need to see more pictures of geese from you guys. And more pictures of ducks. Love to see how your season's going. And let me know if you're able to put any of this into effect. Till next time, guys. God bless you. And go get them in the woods. (music)